to another Bible study at One Love Live at Love Walk. I am your host, Lila Winston. I pray that you are well. I pray that God is blessing in your life. I pray that you are growing in the Word of God and you're applying it to your daily living. As you know, we come together to study in the Word of God so that we can apply it to our practical lives and then also so that we can learn the purpose of our lives and enact that purpose in the earth. And so today, I want to talk about something that um, really, I don't know if we talk about it that much. I think a lot of times we don't think it's important, but I want to talk about rest and I want to talk about the Sabbath. And the reason I'm talking about that is because we are understanding God as sons of God, as as spirits who are children of the Father of spirits. We're understanding what he's trying to get us to understand from heaven to earth. And so I want to show you some concepts that God has put down in the earth that really is important. And I think sometimes in our culture, in our societies, we really don't take these as seriously as they need to be taken, this idea of Sabbath and rest. And no, I am not trying to get you to, you know, go back underneath the law or any of those things. I do believe that there are some valuable lessons that we learn from the shadow that God is trying to show us in our everyday lives. So, if you would, you could grab your Bible, and we're going to turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and 4. That's our anchor text. It is Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, and I will start. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and the heavens. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 and 4. Now, I think this is always, I've always thought this was a beautiful set of um, verses. It just reads like poetry, and I really like poetry, so um, I've always liked them. But, you know, sometimes when I'm reading it, and it really sounds beautiful to me, um, I kind of just go over it and listen to the cadence of it, and it's just wonderful. But what I notice, and I want you to notice, is that it says God ended his work which he made. And I want to point that out. Um, I believe that is in, hmm, okay, that's in verse 2. So it's Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. It says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work which he made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. I want you to think about that because it said he ended his work which he made. This is a very curious wording and I want you to notice it. Um, It doesn't say he ended his work which he did or he performed or he worked. It said which he made. And so that implies the work is kind of like a work of art. It's not saying he ended work forever. It says he finished the project. That's literally what it's saying. Because if it was saying that he ended work forever, everything that he would do, then it would have said No, he ended all of the work which he did. No, it said which he made. So if we can look at this word work and see it kind of like a work of art or a work of something. And in old times, in the way that they would speak, they would use work. And I could go into language about it, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to bore you. 
but I do want you to understand that it's talking about a work as though he finished a project, a project, which of course we know was the earth, right? And I want you to think of a jigsaw puzzle in a box and think of yourself as like God. So while you're putting it together, you're working, right? But when you finish it, you have completed a work that you made. This doesn't mean you can't put together another puzzle and complete another work or do something else. Maybe you want to go, you know, mop the floor or something. It just means that this one is finished. Or maybe if you're creating a a sculpture with clay or something like that, then when it's done, it's a work of art. It doesn't mean that you cannot make another work of art. You cannot make another sculpture or maybe like a clay pot or something. It just means you're finished with that work. And I think that is what we have to understand is that God finished that work, the work of creating the earth, the heavens and the earth. And so there are three things that we see that happened with the Sabbath day or the seventh day. The first thing is that he blessed the seventh day. The second is that he ended the work that he made, okay, that we just got through having a conversation about. And then three, he rested from the work that he made. So he didn't just end the work, he rested from the work that he made. So God sanctified the seventh day, and the Sabbath day is not necessarily the seventh day. He did rest on the seventh day, but the Sabbath day is the day that you rest. And it just so happened on the seventh day, he rested. And I know that seems a little confusing, but we're going to dig into that a little bit more so it doesn't seem that way. So the Sabbath day uh, the Sabbath day is blessed and sanctified and set apart. So I think in doing this, in the creation, God is showing us that everyone needs a seventh day, like a Sabbath day, a day to rest, okay? The Sabbath day is a day to rest. And I want to show you something in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 9. It says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. And he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his work, and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. That is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 9. So that's really curious, right? If Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoke of another day? So that rest that we hope to enter in is one that requires faith. The writer in Hebrews is telling us that we have not entered in totally, <laughs> you know, this, this, this idea of rest. This means our rest is in faith. No 
knowing that if we walk not after the flesh at Christ's appearing, we shall enter his rest. In verse 1, it says we should be diligent to do certain things so that we would not come short of entering into his rest. So that's kind of giving us some information. It's telling us kind of like we're en route, (laughs) but we're not there yet. But that's okay because faith because of faith it is believing okay like our bodies are not regenerated yet but we believe the son of god we believe on christ and so we have that hope so rest implies a cessation from work which is something that we need to think about right and we know that faith without works is dead so this means faith requires some level of work right this means faith requires being active are you a pastor or a shepherd are you an apostle Build churches, create change. Are you a prophet? Prophesy. In the book of James, he says, I show you my faith by my works. So if our faith is based on believing, then we will automatically act in doing the will of God. We will do the will of God because we believe. Do you believe? Right? Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Think about that. So rest is ceasing from your own works. Okay, so now we see rest comes when we have ceased from our own works. But yet, we have not. Still, because of what it says in verse 11 and 12. Look what it says. Hebrews 4, 11 says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. There it is, unbelief, right? we labor to enter in the rest there is work to do and that work that you and i do here on earth for the kingdom of god as royal priests that is the work of faith because it is faith that the others did not have as it says in hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 do you remember it says for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it because honestly if they had believed it wouldn't they have acted a different way yes wouldn't they have worked or did things a different way yes right for it's unbelief that causes a man to enter into his own works we see this in hebrews 4 and 11 and we have this work of mediation between god and man we have a mandate in fact as paul tells timothy to show full proof of your ministry let's look at what it says in hebrews 4 and 11 let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief and i don't think that the writer of hebrews um that it was lost on him you know that he used the word labor to enter in so he's trying to tell us something and remember the fight of faith is a fight right it's not a simple thing it's not easy if it was easy then everyone would do it it's work folks faith is work even the bible says that we will be judged and rewarded by our works whether they burn up or stand in the test of fire in first corinthians chapter 3 verse 13 and 15 this is why i think the gifts of the spirit are so important because someone who has a gift of faith can help us to grow in our faith which we all need to do and so if we do not acknowledge the gift of faith that someone probably likely has, then we won't try to get information from that person. We won't let that person's life be a lesson to us, okay? It is because God knows our heart. He knows our motives. He knows if we actually um, are really acting on that faith that we say that we have, right? 
There's lots of people who say they have faith about things, but go look and see whether they do it. Oh, I believe this or that. Oh, I believe people are essentially good, but they lock their doors at night. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I, that always makes me laugh, okay? But all I'm saying is, is that faith is going to show in your actions, right? I mean, if you think about it, God is saying that you have these works, and he's saying that he's going to see by your works, it's going to show whether you had it or not. And this isn't like a gotcha type of thing, like God can get you, oh, you didn't do it right. No, it's really quite simple. It's really quite simple. It's to say that you built a house, but you actually hired a contractor. He knows whether we cooked the meal or we had it catered or we ordered out. He knows whether we did it and then presented it as our as ours. Are you really doing the work of faith that grows you, that changes you, that strengthens your belief in Christ? And I want to show you something here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 13 because I want you to be able to see this with your own eyes in Scripture. I'm not coming up with this. It says, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to start at verse 12. It says, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 and 15. So I think that's really important because it doesn't say you're going to be tossed away, you know, if, you know, you're kind of, as they say, fake in the funk. It just means, yeah, you just weren't doing the work. And there are tons of people. That's why I really want you to know your purpose, step into it, embrace who you are, stop looking at other people and what they're doing, and embrace what God has done for you so that your work can be tested and be good. doesn't mean you're going to hell if you, I don't know, pretend that you are doing something that you're not. I don't know. But I do think it's important if you want that work to stand, to really do what God has put you here on this earth for, that really matters. Have you ever been in school, and I'm going to say school, like high school or maybe college, and you had these group assignments. Oh my God, I sometimes I hated group assignments. I hated group assignments, not because they weren't fun. Working with the people, the, the kids that were in the group was fun. The only problem came in. There was always at least one or two kids who never pulled their weight. They never showed up. Like, everyone would be at the group like, where's Jim? Where's Jim? You know, oh, we're going to meet at the cafe and we're going to work on the project. And Sue never comes. She just, where is she at? And that is the thing, is that part of the assignment, um, and so that part of the assignment was theirs, and so the group always had to take up the slack for that person, um, and that would be really infuriating, because everyone would get the same score at grading time, bad or good, right? But God's not like that. He sees not only our motive, but what we are tangibly doing towards building the kingdom and bringing his will to earth. He knows we truly believe, and therefore act because we have faith and faith without works is dead you know he's not this isn't a gotcha thing I think a lot of people sometimes think they can make a mistake 
and, and the Bible says it's simple enough for a child to apprehend. So it's not one of those, don't let Satan, you know, play tricks on you and games with you. Like, oh, are you really in or are you not? You know your own motive. You know what I mean? You know what it is that you are or are not doing. And that is why being open and transparent with yourself helps you in your prayer life helps you to be able to say lord help me change those areas where maybe i'm really kind of not on the ship there i'm not on the wagon i want to show you something in genesis chapter 2 um it says thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them right and then it says and on the seventh day god ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made and god blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which god created and made these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the lord god made the earth and the heavens that's genesis chapter 2 1 and 4 and we just read that um as part of you know uh, our text our anchor text but i wanted to read that again because i want you to notice genesis chapter 2 verse 4 right note it says he made the generations of the heavens and of the earth but they were created in seven days how can you create generations in days this means god can create something that must unfurl in time in one instance that he chooses this is why multiplication matters and the creation of one tree is the generation of that tree and all of the fruit and all of the seasons and all of the sea we marvel that a seed has a tree in it but god takes a man and puts every human and every generation into him he's done that with you and i it is our job to pull all that he has put down into us out that is why it's important to just kind of be real with yourself and say let me focus on my purpose let me focus on the spiritual gifts god has given me and not what i think i see in other people it really doesn't matter this is about your relationship the mission the purpose that god has put you on the earth for that's why it's so important to be dedicated to that because if you are an apple tree there's absolutely no way you're going to get an orange out of it you might try, you might do all the things in the world that you need to, but you will never sprout an orange. And so that is why there's such a, an absolute mandate upon us to be focused on the will of God, because the will of God is how he made you. And so it's our job to pull all that he has put down into us out as we live. As Miles Monroe says, die empty. This is why the apostle is so important and why they are on a mission like a possessed man because they've got to lay the foundation that is going to be built upon as well. And so God is building many structures, you know, he's got apostles out there doing stuff. And these people are on a mission, like these are some of the most dedicated people you're going to see. They will go through hell and high water, but they will get it done because they know that there's somebody coming after them. So they have to be focused on their mission, right? They may not know how they are laying a foundation and a work that they are compelled by, but they do it. And rest for you and I then is believing to do what God has asked because we have the faith to know that we've entered into his rest. What God has called us to do is not only possible, but it is present in the unseen, just as God created the generations of earth in seven days. We know that what God has called us to is also there. That's where our faith comes in. That is where our belief comes in. 
Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whoa. And that's just powerful. Because it means that it's there. It's there. Whatever it is you're building is there. And thankfully, God actually helps us out. Sometimes there are tests and periods that help us to locate and manifest what God has put into us. God is getting out of you what he put there. So don't quench the spirit. He's pulling out of you a work he created in Genesis, the opus day that he put inside of you. God is asking us to be faithful to the work he has called us to because we believe, not to prove that we believe. One who believes will be faithful. There are many examples in the Bible of faithful and unfaithful servants. Check it out. As much as God talks about seeds and harvest, he also talks about servants, faithful ones and unfaithful ones. People assigned a certain responsibility and the choices that they made. Paul teaches us a very valuable lesson in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'll read it briefly. We're just going to read verse 1 and 2. It says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That's 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1 and 2. Faithful. A steward must be faithful. That means consistent about the quality and performance of his work, his integrity. I can't take a holiday from my spouse Paul to be with Jim, the postman, for the weekend. That's not faithful. That's not integrity. There are no vacations in marriages and in our relationship with the Lord. There are none with God. Stay true to the work and take the rest that he has given you because the rest really is in doing his will. May God bless you. Bye.